Howdy and welcome to the 10-Week Bible Study. This is week 8, day 2 of our study of Esther. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Esther 8, 3-6. through well, Welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to know you more through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word to be reading today from the NIV. This is Esther 8, starting in verse 3. Esther again pleaded with the king, falling at his feet and weeping. She begged him to put an end to the evil plan of Haman the Agagite, which he had devised against the Jews. Then the king extended the gold scepter to Esther, and she arose and stood before him. This, I find this crazy. I really do. This whole extending the scepter thing, Every time I read this, I have, I have trouble getting over this. This is the the craziest thing. In my mind, this is just the craziest thing where a king would actually, even to the queen, I mean, I would think that he would say, Esther, you can come in anytime you want. You can come in anytime you want. But no, and I don't know if this is a day or two later or if this is a month later or two months later where Esther comes into the the throne room and and falls on her face before him. You know, she's laying at his feet and she's she's weeping and she's, you know, begging him to, you know, undo this thing that Haman did. Like this is still the law of the land and she understands that. And so this is really the moment that I think Mordecai was asking Esther to, to step in and ask him to fix this problem. I don't know that Mordecai was necessarily asking for Haman to be put to death, but when he was asking her to, to deal with this, I think this is the moment that he was asking for. And maybe Esther thought when she told the king, hey, Haman has done this, all of this evil is going to befall us, that the king would have dealt with Haman and dealt with the law. He dealt with Haman, but he didn't deal with the law. And and so it's my opinion here that some time has passed, weeks or maybe a month or two, and this date of this basically public mass lynching you know, this coming Holocaust, it, it's still on the books and, and she's watching and people are talking about how people are still getting ready for this. They are still making plans to, to walk this out. And so she comes and she falls on her face again before him and pleads with him. And he still extends the scepter. Like this is still a thing. This is happening, right? Which gives me the, I, I wonder, are people actually getting killed or people actually being put to death coming into the presence of the king and him not extending this scepter, right? He, he's extending this scepter to his wife, the queen of all the land. He's made this rule for himself and he's actually walking it out. I, I just find this to be one of the most absurd things I find it to be one of the most absurd things in all of scripture. When you look at all of the the weird and crazy things that leaders and kings and people did, I find this to be one of the craziest. When I think of, of just world history, I mean, you, you think of, of weird oddball things that world leaders have done. I, th- I think of, a, you know, the Roman 
Emperor Caligula. I mean, people have heard, you know, him called, he was the dumpster fire of, of an emperor, probably one of the craziest and weirdest world leaders in history. And I don't know that I would put the, the king of Persia in the same category as him, but I would put this thing, this extending the scepter thing, I would put it in that level of, of odd, that level of crazy. I just can't see anything good coming from this other than a guy who's like, I don't really want to rule. I want to be rich. I want to be powerful. I want to have everything that I want brought to me. I mean, including young girls. I mean, like the, the he wants to live the life of the king without having to do anything that a king does. And so he's got this goal, this, this scepter rule that he's got to extend it. And even still, the the queen of all of the kingdom, the scepter has to be extended to her as well. I just, I find that so odd. Anyway, continuing on, verse five. If it pleases the king, she said, and if he regards me with favor and thinks it is the right thing to do, and if he is pleased with me, let an order be written overruling the dispatches that Haman, son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, devised and wrote to destroy all the Jews in the king's provinces. For how can I bear to see disaster fall on my people? How can I bear to see the destruction of my family? So this is this is Queen Esther's, you know, big request. This is really the request. When he's promised her half the kingdom, I mean he did give her Haman's entire estate, but this is really what she wants. She comes to him and says, overrule this, like write something undoing this thing, circumventing this. Just say, Hey, that previous thing is null and void. Just make it not happen. This is a, it's an interesting question. Because Queen, you know, Esther is queen of of the Persians. She's queen of, of all of Persia. But it's going to be, it, it seems obvious to me that as queen, she's a, a figurehead. Maybe she's in charge of visiting the orphans at the military hospital. I, I don't really understand what the queen would have done at this point, but it's very obvious to me that she has no idea how the government and the governance itself works. She's been very insulated from that because what she's asking, we're going to find out, is not something that a Persian would do. It's not something that's that's even, we're going to find out, it's, it's so foreign, right? I think what she's asking, it makes so much sense. Just repeal the law that was made. I think almost every other almost every other governmental system in human history would have some means of repealing something that's been done, right? If we write a bad law, we understand it's a bad law, we take the bad law away. We get rid of the bad law. In the United States, we have lots of mechanisms to do that. Other democracies around the world have ability to do that. Most dictatorships and kingdoms, I mean, it's whatever the king feels like doing at the moment is is kind of how that, that 
thing works, right? If if the dictator of a country, say you're in North Korea, if this week it's if you wear purple, you die, could be next week. If you wear red, you die. Purple's what I want everyone wearing. I mean, that's the kind of thing that that just happens, right? So so this is a very foreign idea to Esther. And I think most people would find the way that the Persians thought of the rule of law as, as very foreign and, and confusing. And Esther here, she doesn't get it. She doesn't understand how this works. And we're going to see the king explain it to her. We're going to get some, some king mansplaining um, in, in our next passage, but he's going to offer a solution. And the solution is going to be, again, one of the strangest things. I mean, when we start to break this down, what's going to come out of this is just going to be one of the weirdest things I think I've ever heard a a world leader proclaim. It just sounds so disastrous on so many levels, but that's where we're headed. So Esther doesn't understand what she's asking for, but she's asking anyway. She is coming before this king and pleading his mercy on behalf of her and her people. This is exactly what Mordecai asked her to do. She's realized that what she wanted, what she was really asking for hasn't been done. And so she's coming back to the king to ask, you you promised me half the kingdom. This is what I need. I don't care about Haman's estate. This, This is the thing that I need. And we're going to see what the king's reply is tomorrow. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.